sure that they, there were more than four downs run, so they may have See, run five downs. Instead of the game being over, it appears that the Redskins get the fifth down. And the cat is elusive. He's brought walking. He's walking to the three. He's at the two. Fielding the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Snap, placement, kick by Hartley, and it is. It is good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Pigs have flown. Hell is frozen oh. over. The Saints. Hey, welcome are on everybody their way to the Super two. Bowl. The fifth down. Brought to you by the NME Media Network. We're officially changing it up now. Okay. Uh, I am Tootsie. I'm the captain. And today is our second to last episode of State of the Division. Today we're going to be taking a look at the NFC West. Yes, probably the probably the best division in the NFC. I would have to say, yeah. I okay, mean, yeah, I'll give you that because the South has this year to reestablish. Um, definitely going to be one of the most competitive, if not the most competitive in the AFC. Um, the teams here, they're all playoff caliber teams, even after the offseason. And, you know, really for a couple of these teams, San Francisco especially, it was just really injuries. That's that's all yeah, that kept them out of, out of contention. Yeah, that's the main thing that held them back. I mean, losing your starting quarterback at the beginning of the season, not to mention what they lost in on their defensive side of the ball, and they still stayed competitive the whole time. So Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so we're going to start with the 49ers. Uh, they actually had a pretty busy free agency. A yeah. lot of players in, and they had a couple of priority resignings. Trent Williams, their left tackle, um, was their biggest retention. Um, out of the players they lost, um, their defensive end, uh, Kerry Hader, was a big loss. And Akella Witherspoon, their cornerback, uh, both went to Seattle. Mm-hmm. So that's an interdivisional thing. Uh, they lost Kendrick Bourne to New England uh, for $15 million. So, you know, good for, that's actually good for New England. We'll, we'll see, we'll see w- what remains to be done there. Yeah, they um, have. C.J. Bathard was their backup quarterback who went to Jacksonville. <clears throat> And then they lost uh, Marquise Goodwin to Chicago. I mean, their biggest their biggest get though. I mean, Trent Williams. You know. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm sorry. Biggest resign, Trent Williams. We said that already. Mm-hmm. 138 million. You know, off a three year deal. I mean, that's that's a lot of cash coming his way. Yeah, he's well, he's one of the best tackles in the league. So, I mean, arguably the guy's worth it. I mean, the the offensive linemen, centers, tackles. Guards well, I mean, pulling in so much money now because protecting that quarterback is such a huge deal. I mean, you yeah. got to keep you got to keep your ball throw upright. You know, your signal caller where to go. Um, but I mean, they bought an Alex Mack from Atlanta. Um, he's a little on the older side, but three year. I mean, a uh, fourteen million dollar contract. You know, uh, three years. Um, Samson Ubacom from the uh, Rams. Uh, DJ Jones resigned. Juan Williams resigned. Uh, Muhammad Sanu in from Detroit. You know, a little pickup on their um, yeah, part of the receivers. De- part of the Detroit sell-off, apparently. Um, Jacquees Tarrant, I always like that name. You know, resigned him. I mean, they did a lot of. They kept it going. I mean, Senio Calamente, we know him from the from New Orleans, mm-hmm. but now you know guard. He's over there now. Uh, one year, one million dollar contract. That's that's kind of little. You know, on the low end, but I mean, he's 
a veteran guard. You know, he's he's been around the league. He's done it. He's protected some of the best signal caller. You know, one of the best signal callers in the game with Drew Brees. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we didn't get rid of him because. And I mean, Anything you know, San Francisco do, needed to beef. To be signed. Yeah. yeah, they needed to beef that line up a little bit anyway. Um, and you know, they had a they had a pretty productive offseason. The big names were, were were earlier, but everybody else, you know, it, it's guys you bring in, you hope they work out. Um, you know, you're like uh, Wayne Gallman. You know, he comes in. Uh, he's been a backup running back for a few years now. Uh, originally in New York, uh, they brought him in over here in San Francisco. Uh, because, you know, they have Raheem Morset, who's run away literally with that job and uh, everything. So going back to their draft. Um, I mean, the, f- the biggest thing they did in the draft, and, and I don't necessarily agree with this move, but um, I mean, they drafted Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. First round, number three overall pick. Um, like I said, I, I said this during our draft episode. I don't believe that San Francisco needed a quarterback here. And I feel like they could have done something different to they could have boost another but position. I'm, I'm just uh, it's not that I don't believe in Jimmy G's talent, but he's been in San Francisco for three years, three and years. He's been hurt for three years, two years. He took you to the Super Bowl one year. Yeah. So, I mean, you but can't forget. He, but he's been you can't he was forget what, you, what that he did, season. You know? but yeah, absolutely. And you can't you can't argue with the results. It's just. Some guys just get that injury bug, and there's just not much you can do about it. So yeah, I mean, I think hit. having having a talent like Trey Lance instead of C.J. Beathard in the back is going to give you that added boost. Plus, it's a guy who can come in who's who's but, but you got a good. You don't draft a guy number three overall to sit on your bench. This is true. I'm sorry. I mean that that that's anybody out of the top ten in the NFL draft. Is a but starting Aaron, out Aaron position. Rodgers sat on the bench for. He wasn't a top ten pick. He was arguably one of the best quarterbacks in that draft. But he wasn't a top ten pick. I mean, you look back to when Aaron Rodgers was drafted; it was not in the top ten. It was towards the end because the Packers were winning. You know, I mean, he was up there. Well, anyway, you know, like I said, I don't agree with it. But hey, I'm not a GM. I'm just a yeah, and just and a guy behind a computer talking to you. I I don't think Jimmy G is too mad about that but when you're at the top there i kind of hope he is i kind of hope he comes out well and i gets mean they, stank on it and he you know takes him down i i hope i hope it does motivate him because that could also be the thing it's like let's motivate him let's look to the future so uh round two yes after Trey Lance, round two and the 49ers go with uh aaron banks and uh an offensive guard just to uh, boost, notre dame boost that line yep you know trey sermon running back out of ohio state around three ambry thomas DB out of Michigan, also in round three. Um, they didn't have a round four pick, but they had three fifth round picks. Um, they went with Jalen Moore uh, out of Western Michigan, offensive tackle. There you go. Demondor Lenore, DB <laughs> out of Oregon. Oregon. Um, you know, Talanoa Hufanaga. Talanoa Hufanaga, safety. Out, out of, of USC. USC. And Eli Mitchell, running back out of the Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, Raging Cajun. And uh, they didn't have a seventh-round pick, but, I mean, here they are sitting with eight picks on a seven-round draft, so you know, can't had, argue with that. I mean, they had a pretty decent draft, um, rated a B-plus by, by the powers that be. Um, it is what it is, you know. We'll, we'll see how it works out. Um, 
that's all I got. I mean, you know, on the draft. I mean, I got nothing else to say. We've said it during our draft episode. You know, they're talking about it here, and I think this is a pretty good take, is that Trey Lance could end up being another Justin Herbert. You know, one injury, and it's like this guy is I'm, just coming on. And I mean, that's possible, but you got to have a, 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 a team doctor that's going to stab him in the chest and, and deflate <laughs> his lung. I mean, let's just be honest here. But let's take a look at their depth chart. Right? Yeah, okay. So. so Jimmy G goes into camp as a starting quarterback. You kind of knew it was going to happen. They kind of said that from the beginning. Right. Uh, Raheem Morris, that running back. Debo Samuel. Great, great running back. Wide receiver. Brandon Ayuk. Wide receiver. Muhammad Sanu. I mean, that's a pretty decent set of receivers there. You know, George Kittle and tight end. You can't really go wrong. I mean, then they play. He's technically your number one receiver. But. Yeah. And then they play Kyle Ju- Juszczyk. Um, You know, they got him listed as a fullback. They use him as a running back. They use him out the backfield to catch the ball. I mean, that kid's everywhere. Yeah, and San Francisco is one of those teams that actually still make use of the fullback as a fullback, right? As a blocker, as a, as a guy who's in there to create holes and make space. Um, on I mean, defensive side of the ball, you know, D Ford is still there. Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. You just you can't. There's some there's some questionable tags on some of these guys at the moment, but this is just training camp stuff. You and know, and this, are, this is also guys who, who are still dealing with injuries coming off of last season. I mean, Nick Bosa was out for the whole year the whole after year. his injury, so I mean, he's still recouping from that. Um, you know, so you, a lot of these guys and that mean, are Between the, two, the Bosa injury and the Garoppolo injury, that was... Yeah, you lost... That, and that was in the same game. You lost your, yeah. two, your, your two signal callers in the same game. You know, I mean... And I mean, it's hard for a team to pull back from that, and uh, they ended up going. You know, but I mean, a lot of these guys that are listed on the second team, you know, as backups, got playing time last year because of the injuries. So I mean, they they have experience I mean, that yeah. a lot of other teams don't get. You know, and I mean, look, they went six and ten last year, but that's a six and ten with the heavy injuries, right? So I think with the improvements they made. You know, they're one of those teams that did nothing but improve. Mm-hmm. And that I, I'm a little bullish on this team. I think they're going to flip the script. I think they're going to go 10 and 7 this year. Um, as long as everybody's healthy. We've done this a lot on this, on this, you know, state of the divisions, and we've, we've got a lot of high, high numbers. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't think that everybody can finish that way. Some, someone has to finish at the bottom of these things. I, I'm saying that, and I don't believe it is San Francisco in this division. But that's what Houston and Denver and I know. But even you gave them, <laughs> even you gave them like six and seven wins. You know, well Denver. they're going to have those extra wins, and that's what I'm saying. Like the teams that yeah. are kind of the 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 not as good teams, they're going to get that extra win because the good teams are going to get that extra loss. I really see like that extra game is going to go to the normally lower ranked teams. And that extra loss is going to go to the higher ranked teams because let's let's face it, you're going to have to start controlling people's game time in bigger wins or bigger losses, right? Yeah, but I mean, these guys, I mean, they're going to have to have one. Somebody in this division is going to have to finish low. So, and they all play each other twice. So we can't give everybody in this division 10, 11 wins. As I agree. It's going to be because this division, this division has the potential to load down to. Two, two spots. Two spots, if not three, depending on how the rest of the league finishes. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, because they play themselves, someone has to be the odd man out on here. And, and, and it's going to be hard to pick it. I think, 
to me, I don't think it's the 49ers. I think of the teams here, they're probably number two in this division for me. Okay. Well, that, that means you see one of these other teams taking a step back, a, a giant step back. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go on into the Cardinals next. Yep. Um, you know, let's talk about their free agency because they had a huge free agent. See. But what's your prediction on, on San Francisco? Give oh, San Francisco. I'm sorry. Um, I'll go nine and seven winning nine season. Seven? Okay. Um, and, and that's just basically strip, strict on the fact of injuries that they've had in the past few years with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he gets injured again, it's going to be a lot of the same. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, so on to the Cardinals. 20-20 uh, record in eight. Yeah. We're going to see an improvement this year. We're going to see an improvement. They've, I think this is a 9-8. and eight. Of, I think it's a 9-8 and eight team, though. I, I'm, I'm going to give them 10, but we're, we'll talk about that. Uh, um, they we'll made some huge pickups. So let's – you want to talk about what they lost first? Yeah, so we'll go, we'll go who they lost. Um, they lost Patrick Hassan, Peterson. Hassan Reddick. And Kenyon Drake. Hassan Reddick. That's about it. Like, big names. Um, Brett Hundley. Uh, like I said, it, it's not a They lost they, Dan Arnold. They, they didn't lose a lot. They, I mean, when it comes down to it in the end, they, they did the gathering this year. Um, yeah, they, they did bring a lot of guys in. And – We'll say some names that you might not be familiar with that that we are because we know where they came from. But the whatnot, biggest, but the biggest one, of course, is JJ Watt. JJ Watt. Um, he's going to be a difference maker because he brings. You lose Patrick Peterson's veteran leadership and, in the you, defense, but you get JJ Watts. Yeah, that's that's like losing. Um, I don't know. That's like losing. Like, who's the second best it's astrophysicist like, in the world? It's like and then losing, you gain Neil deGrasse it, Tyson. It's like losing uh, Al Pacino, and then you're getting Robert De Niro. Right. Right. So it, it's not a bad trade off. No. Um, so so they get JJ Watt. They um, get AJ Green. Yep. Um, That's another. That was just huge for them. Malcolm, Malcolm Butler, James Conner. You know, those are the we'll big names. Those, those are four big names. So, I mean, they lost Kenyon Drake and they replaced him with James Conner, who Which, I've always liked out I like of Pittsburgh Conner, but when I, he's healthy. I, but I just question again is we'll see now if he was a system running back in Pittsburgh or if he's better and the system was just crap this past year because Pittsburgh's running game did suffer um, um, in 2020. You know, oh, also Matt Prater. So and they got, a, they got a, a good really kicker. good kicker. Mm-hmm. You know, we all love kickers. Yes, but, it's so exciting to talk about kickers. But I mean, they're Malcolm all in Butler, on, but they're in on Tennessee. this. They're in on this for one year, though, because I mean, they signed these guys two and one year, so they're yeah. they're in it for in it for this. You know, it's not a. It's. I feel like what they did in the off season was more of a like a stopgap two year plan mm-hmm. to try to get them to, I, I, to a good point and then see kind of a see who works out and then we'll go from the future. That's possible. Because in those um, two years, Colin Murray's contract is coming up. So I guess, um, then we go to the draft. Uh, they actually did pretty good here. I think, um, powers that be graded him as a C, uh, C plus. Yeah. Zayvon Collins. Yeah. Back out of Tulsa. That guy. Uh. Very, very good pick there. Number 16 overall, a fresh young, Guy who's going to contribute right away, and and he has a perfect guy to learn from. I mean, when you when you're lining up next to JJ Watt, you're going to learn some things. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then they go to uh, Rondell Moore, wide receiver out of Purdue. Um, that's in round two. Round no round three. Round four. Marco Wilson, cornerback out of Florida. Uh, round six. Um, Victor. Should have let you go. <laughs> the Demukji. 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 I think you just say Demukji. Demukji. Let's I'm go with that. I'm just gonna go with Demukji. Sorry, Victor. outside outside linebacker out of Duke, and then take Owen, uh, cornerback out of University of Central Florida. Um. And then on the round seven, James Wiggins, safety out of Cincinnati, and Michael Manette, center out of Penn State. So not a, not a whole lot going on on the back end of that draw that draft. Um, a lot more up front out of your first two rounds, and then it kind of just petered out after that. But with the pickups they did in the off season, they don't really need these last you know rounds four, six, and seven to hit. Right, they need one and two to be where it's going to be. And the good thing is coming into this year, so Arizona. Their bye week is in week 12. Okay. So, so in an 18-week season, that's that's a pretty good buy. Um, looking at the depth chart there for the Cardinals, uh, you got Kyler Murray, who I think we still yet to see his best football. He made a lot of strides as a passer this past year. Um, it's just getting a little bit out with that game management and – Taking his time and not not taking the dangerous throws, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to say he's. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald, you know, for the beginning of his time throwing to him, that's that's top, right? But but now you have DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk as you're starting three receivers here. So you have and look, nothing against Christian Kirk, but he was a wide receiver one. Uh, he's definitely a two or three. And then you got AJ Green. We'll see if he's done or not. DeAndre Hopkins still one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yeah, um, and then you got the tight end position for for Arizona is just kind of we'll see what Max Williams can do. Um, I think in this system with the improve the improved front line mm-hmm. for Kyler, we're going to see a lot better passing, and hopefully he's not running as much. And look who's behind him, Colt McCoy. You want to talk about a guy who? I mean, that's like, that's another um... another guy who is just this massive. That's another Success Chase. That's another Chase Daniels situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, Colt McCoy stuck around the league for years and just constantly gets he's been backup. A, he's after been a backup, backup but you backup. know what? It's the easiest job in professional sports is the backup quarterback. So here's where Arizona shine, and this is what's going to get them to the ten wins or, or more. Um, is JJ Watt, you know, defensive end? Yes. Uh, Corey Peters on their nose tackle and Zach Allen. You know, on the, the other side. On the other side. And then when it gets down to linebackers Look, with Zayvon Collins, Chandler, Chandler Jones, Jones you Isaiah know, Simmons, Marcus Golden. Um, you know, and, and then, look, you get. And then we're not even talking about that backfield yet. Right? Yep. So when we get into their safeties and cornerbacks, so we have Byron Murphy, Jalen Thompson, and Malcolm Butler, and Buddha Baker. I yeah, mean, Buda don't Baker. forget about so, I mean, Buda they Baker. have. You lose. You lose Patrick Peterson out of this group. Which, you know, huge was, loss. Huge loss. The guy has been a fixture in Arizona almost as not as long as Fitzgerald, but no, but almost as popular. Almost when it goes and, down to and it. And look, you know, props to Larry, he he decided to, to bow out this year. I mean, he's earned he's earned the right to retire. I mean, he's, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's it it is what it is. I have it's so rare in the NFL now mm-hmm. to see that kind of loyalty. Yeah. 
and it puts I've always put team loyalty kind of on up a, there on a, up there on how I grade a player and where he belongs in history books and you know rankings and all that and you know we it's it's part of the reason why I didn't rank some guys as high on our top ten list as 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 the captain did but. To me, Team Waltz is just really cool, and there's no more steadfast person than Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, the guy, I think, hasn't gone under 800 yards receiving in any of his seasons, right? So it's not like he wasn't producing and he was just there, uh-huh. but he was the heart and soul uh, of that offense for so long. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been the one steady they've always had. So, I mean, to see to see that change and to see that end over there, it is it is, it is is the end of an era, no for doubt sure. about it. For sure, So, um. You know, so we that's it. I mean, so now we're going to do our little predictions here. Um, I got so they were eight about, and eight, yeah, they were eight and eight. I see them getting two more wins this year, 10 and seven. Because, like I said, this is a very, very improved team and a very hard. I don't um, know if they're going to win the division, but I'm pretty sure that they're one of those teams that I would say would be a shoe in for a wild card spot, yeah. But again, the NFC is where the, the competition for the wild card is going to be, yeah, because you've got. The South, you got a, at least two teams that are going to be competitive out of that. In the West, you got two teams, that, and in the North, you got at least two teams that are going to be competitive. And even in the the East, you have teams with the potential. I don't think they will, but you've got the potential, especially with Washington. Uh-huh. Especially with Washington, I, I think they they out of all the teams that could sneak in the wild card and surprise you. That's the one. Okay. Um, but anyway, this is Arizona. So you're saying 10 and 7? I got them 10 and 7, yeah. I will match that. All right. I'll match 10 and 7. All right. I'll buy that for a dollar. So now on to Seattle. Oh, the Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. I mean, what can, what can we really say about Seattle? Uh, they're, they're always going to be a competitive team. They're here. I mean... I think I'm looking. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock you, and I'm gonna say they're gonna be the uh, they're gonna be the bottom team in the West this year. That wasn't a shock. That was supposed to be my uh, old prediction. Anyway, well, God, <laughs> let's see how that plays out. Um, all right, so let's go. They re-signed Carlos Dunlap, uh, re-signed Chris Carson, uh, re-signed Benson Mayoa. You know, I mean, not a lot of big names going down here. And this is a team that doesn't do a whole lot in free agency, right? They they kind of they're there, but they there's not a lot of moves. They they resign a lot of their players. They don't really bring in a whole a whole bunch. Yeah, I mean, you know? their biggest loss though. I mean, you lose Jalen Reed, Jaron Reed. I'm sorry, you lose Jaron Reed. Both Griffins, mm-hmm. Shaquille and Shaquille. Um, and I mean, Sha- Shaq Griffin's the bigger loss because that's that's one of the best corners in the league. Um, Carlos Hyde, which you know he was a backup at this point, but you lose him at Jacksonville. Alden's nope. They got you lose Dorsett. Okay, so the biggest name they picked up. I'm sorry, they got um, Alden Smith from Dallas. So, I mean, looking at it, like I said, they don't. They they make one splash, they kind of move on. They make a trade, they move on. They don't really do a whole lot. They're not very active in the off season. So let's just head over to their to their draft. This they had three picks. Um, for Seattle this year, they had to choose wisely. 
I don't know if they did. We'll see. They got a B on their draft. Um, I don't know how you get a B when you've got only three picks. Well, they got a B minus, not even a B. Like, let's just be honest. Well, so we just call this like a C plus plus. Yeah, it's a C plus plus. Um, so they wait around round one, and we get into round two. Uh, pick number fifty six. They bring in Dwayne Eskridge, uh, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Um, pick four, um, round four, uh, Trey Brown, defensive back out of Oklahoma. And round six, uh, stolen Forsyth, offensive tackle out of Florida. Yeah. It's, this is the problem I have with Seattle this year. I don't think they added enough to let Russ cook. No. And the, way and, he and the fact to. that the, the, the stories come out that Russ wants out of there I, because they're not doing, it's, it's kind of the same thing that you got out of Green Bay, right? You got a lot of they're not doing enough to help me to do this. So there's stories are starting to come out from Russell Wilson that he wants out of Seattle. He, he's ready to move on. Whatever happens, happens there. He's not as public about it as Aaron Rodgers because he's not as big as a baby as Aaron Rodgers. But I, I agree. But I mean, he's got a legitimate case to be upset. Oh, he does. He does. I mean, how? I mean, you've got one of the best quarterbacks of this generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he, he was kind of the prototype for, for what you're seeing now in the NFL. So let, let's look at their, their depth chart. Okay. So, like we said, Russell Wilson, starting quarterback. Geno Smith is the backup. Then, when it comes down to running backs, you have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. I mean, does any of that really strike fear to anybody? Chris Carson heart? is good, but he's, he's just. He was he had a few injuries last year too. Um, wide receivers. This is where they this is where they shine. Yes. With, with DK Metcalf yes. and, and Tyler Lockett. I mean, though that's a great duo right there. And then Freddie Swain, you know. Um, tight end. You know. Gerald Everett's his name. I've done a lot of fantasy football. I've done a lot of things and Gerald Everett has never popped up on my. No, I think he was the Rams last board year to pick up as a tight end. So I can't really tell you a whole lot about him at this point. Um, they are still trying to hold together their defense. I mean, but this. But I mean, is, so many pieces have fallen away over the yeah, years. Yeah, this this is far away from what they used to have. Right, Carlos Dunlap to second out of on defensive end. Uh, Puna Ford, Brian Mano. And Kerry Hyder Jr. That Making rounds up, up that line. That rounds up their line. And then when it gets to linebackers, linebackers you got Jordan Brooks, Jordan Bobby Brooks, Wag- and Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Wagner. And then uh, you got the new guys, Jamal Adams at strong safety. Uh, Quandre Diggs is still there. He's a great guy, free safety. And then uh, DJ Reed at the cornerback. Yeah. And a Keller Witherspoon. Uh, their draft pick is going to be starting left cornerback apparently for now. Like I said, so. We were talking about teams that are going to take a step back, teams that are going to go forward. And I kind of can see that we're both going to be in agreement here that this is a team that's going to step back. Okay. So they I'm not made, saying they, they can't they, they can't pull out a winning season, but I, I just don't. They made it into the playoffs last year, a uh, wild card round, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't see that happening again this year. I don't. So I think the West is going to bring in three to the playoffs. And Seattle's going to be sitting out of them, sitting out of the postseason for the first time in a long time. Um, I, I actually have this team finishing on the very poor end of the schedule at 
probably seven and ten. You think as low as seven? Yeah. I think they're going to be eight and nine, and Russell Wilson is out there. And I'm fighting because I want to give them six. So I'm giving them that extra, and I'm going to go with seven. Seven and ten. Because, um, I mean, I, I feel like this, I, is, this is a division where everyone could go 500 in their division games, right? Win one, lose one, win one, lose one. Right, because when it comes down to it, though, division games, they matter in the in the strength of seeding in their own division. Yes. But when it comes as a whole, those are always the roughest games. Like, you've seen it with the Saints for years and years. Because, like, you, like, know, you we, can always say, like, a like an out-of-division, out-of-conference game is, like, half a game when it comes yeah. to, like, strength of schedule. But in-conference, in-division games are, like, a game and a half yeah, the, when it comes to The coaches know each other. Up. The coaches played against each other. You know, the teams have played against each other, especially when they don't have a lot of turnover. You know, so those they become very familiar with each other, and this is one of those situations. But like I said, I'm I'm thinking seven and ten. I'll I'm gonna go eight and nine just because I think there's enough talent here to at least get the to that eight wins. But I think they're gonna take, like you said, a step back. And you know, as much I'm a Russell Wilson fan, I've actually been. You know, I think Pete Carroll's done an amazing job. Uh, up to now for sure in Seattle and he's one of those guys that I didn't know if he was going to make it when he first came out you know he, yeah especially coming from USC it was well, kind I of mean, a rough yeah and it, it was it was just after Nick Saban had you know he failed and then ended up back in Alabama where he's the greatest coach ever in college football history son of a bitch fight me um <laughs> so you had a lot of other coaches though too um What's his face out of Oregon? Cool. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it doesn't to, matter. Yeah, he went uh, to Chip, Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yes. Chip Kelly. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, just a bunch of other college coaches that just came, you know, they came from these big championship programs and just didn't work out in the NFL. And that, that surprisingly happens probably more than it succeeds. So, you know. Props to people, Carol and off for doing it this long, and and we'll just see what happens, man. I just think Seattle is just this year; they were depleted in general, and this year didn't do enough to build them up. So I'm definitely going to agree with you there. Um, so that brings us to our last team of the division, um, which is going to be the, the Los Angeles, Angeles Rams. Okay. Uh, this team went pretty deep last year. Uh-huh. Um, they made it. They lost to Green Bay in the divisional round. You're looking at a ten and sixteen from last year, right? They upgraded, I think, almost all around. Uh-huh. Almost. Um, we'll start with free agency. I mean, the biggest move they did. I mean, we don't even have to talk. I mean, it's not not what it comes down to uh, free agency, but it, it's a trade. The biggest move they made was when they brought in, you know, Matt Stafford. They made the switch yeah. from Jared Goff yeah. to Matt Stafford That's in the quarterback position. So, I mean, yeah. I'm it's calling an, it an upgrade. It's an upgrade. But looking at their free agency stuff, they lost a lot more to free agency than they brought back in, right? Yeah. So They lost John Johnson to Cleveland. Uh, their free safety. Roy Hill, that cornerback, and Morgan Fox, a defensive end. Yeah. I mean, they brought in Deshaun Jackson. And then you lose uh, Samson Ekbaum to San Francisco, 
in division a really good outside linebacker. Yeah. But I mean, really, they only bought in like four, four, three or four players. I mean, it's really not that much. Kareem Orr, Kyle Marquay, um, Corey Berger Quest. And then, but I mean, you did, you did have the Deshaun two. Jackson. So, yeah, DJX. See if he's still, see how much he's got left in the tank. Yeah, if there's anything left there. And, you know, you, the big, of course, move was, was with the with the Lions, you know, trading for Stafford. Yeah. And then, yeah, but you they end also up, gave up draft picks. So they also did not have a first round draft because yeah. that went over to Detroit with. They went to Detroit. The Jared Goff switch. Um, so round two is where they started. They bought in two two Atwell. Michael Brockers. Yeah. Okay. So they bought in two two Atwell wide receiver out of Louisville. Um, round three Ernest Jones, linebacker out of South Carolina. Round four they had three picks. Uh, Bobby Brown the third defensive tackle out of Texas A and M. Robert Rochelle cornerback out of Central Arkansas, and then Jacob Harris tight end out of University of Central Florida. So you can almost see a little trend here. They're definitely leaning more defensively in this draft at this point. I mean, their draft was pretty well spread out, right? You did the only the only repeated position they drafted was wide receiver. So and you then, know Ernest Brown the fourth, defensive end out of Northwestern in the final round, they had three picks. Uh Jake Funk running back out of Maryland, Ben Skornick, wide receiver out of Notre Dame, and Chris Garrett, outside linebacker from Concordia St. Paul. Yeah. So like I said, they and that draft was only graded as a C. So, and I mean, a lot of times when you don't have a first round pick, you're gonna lose a letter grade on your draft, right? So you end up with drafting probably best available at this point, and how you have them graded on your board, which isn't necessarily so, a bad thing. It's just you got to make you're gonna reach yeah. in rounds two and three because you didn't have round one to address the best guy available for what you needed. Right. But but it, it go, is what it is. Let's go hit up their depth chart so we can see really what we have going on here. And this is what you see a lot with this team, right? So they did lose um I think it's Malcolm Brown, their running back. He's over in, yes. in, in yes. uh Miami now. But that's okay because they, they had too many heads to feed as it was. They did. So Daryl Henderson Jr. is gonna be running back. Of course, uh Xavier Jones right behind him. Matthew Stafford uh, which actually gives Henderson a lot of of the running backs that they had over the last three years, because they've had uh, like a, a revolving a, a, door, yeah, a yeah. three-headed monster, pretty much everything. Um, and I, I say monster, I say three, three, three-headed headache, right. really. Um, Daryl Henderson is probably the guy who was I would have I would have kept him over Malcolm Brown, mm-hmm. just think so uh wide receivers you got robert woods cooper cup and deshaun jackson um tutu atwell is there as well and van jefferson just right there off the tie but those three guys i think are really good and i think under matthew stafford you're gonna see a lot more they're gonna a lot less conservative passing you're gonna see big you're gonna see big plays big shots stafford one of the biggest arms in the nfl the guy can throw it at he can, you know, he's one of those sidearm guys if he has to. He can throw it from many different positions. And he took a lot of risks in Detroit. Um, I think he won't have to take as many risks in L.A. because you've got a better offensive line protecting you. Your receiving core isn't as good as what you were coming from. Let's, let's 
be upfront about that. It's still good. Yeah, I mean, Robert but you're Woods not and Cooper be, Cup and Deshaun Jackson. That's nothing yeah, to shake your head. You, uh, you got Tyler Higby as your, as your, your tight, tight end, end, who's good enough. You know, right in the middle of the pack of the tight ends in the league. Um, on the defense, Aaron Donald. I mean, that's really all you. Aaron say. Donald. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joe's Day on the other side, uh, and Aaron, Aaron Donald. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Donald, <laughs> and then. Uh, Aaron Donald. <laughs> I mean, we, we can say the guys' names. You're not really going to know them because the only one that matters is Aaron Donald. Uh, and the reason I say that oh, is because – Williams, their I mean, he, he's and in there. Ramsey. That's a good cornerback pair. Yeah, but what I'm saying really is he, he's on that offensive line and, and he's bringing in triple coverage. You know, yeah. they're using three guys yeah, to take it, him out. And it, sometimes that even doesn't even work. So The guys are just – they double cover him every Monster. time. Sometimes they'll throw a third guy in with the tight end, and then he still ends up managing to get the sack. So, yep. I mean, he is a strong suit of this lineup when it comes down to all things said and done. So that's why we keep saying his name, Aaron Donald. Um, I do think the Rams win this division um, because of the improvement from Jared Goff to Matt Stafford. Although I do see this as a very – Steady trade. What's what? Hold on. What do you got? Say I'll tell you. It. I'll tell you later. We'll okay. Get to it. Um, but I mean, I I have them finishing eleven and eleven and six. They'll get an extra win. You think out of this? You group. think they're going to take the division or the 49ers? I think they're going to take the division. Because I, I said the forty. I said the forty nine is going to fall up short because I'm going to say the forty nine ers yeah. take it and the Rams fall. To the to the okay. one, number one wild card spot or whatever. Well, we'll see who's right because we did we did forget to mention that they do have their punter Johnny Hecker, who can fake the ball of the best of them. So yeah, like I said, I got them. So yeah, you got the Rams eleven and seven winning their division, and then you got ten and six with the 49ers? No, 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 no. I had them at nine and uh, nine. I, eight. I had them at nine and eight. So who do you have second? Um, Arizona. Arizona. Ten and seven. Okay. And then I have the Seahawks falling down at the bottom. I think I said seven, seven yeah, and ten. Yeah, I think we both said seven and ten or eight and nine. So I'm, I'm eight and nine on them. But for me, I think the uh, it, it's going to be the 49ers, then the Rams, then the Cardinals, and all those guys. I think are going to hit ten wins. But the division lead, the I think 49ers going to get twelve, and then you're going to have ten and ten. I do think all three of those teams can make the playoffs. So oh, absolutely. We do have that. Absolutely. Going it's still, it's still, and look, we're giving the Seahawks the losing season because somebody, like you said, somebody in the team, each division is going to have to have a losing season. The math yeah. works out that way. Yeah. And I know I want to be bullish on some of these teams because I see a lot of improvement, a lot of movement and pieces. Then some of these guys, they're just really moving. Some of them are moving laterally. Right. You know, from one good team to another good team, and then others are moving. Up, but there's very few players who are really moving down because most of the other players, you know, um, like your Fitzpatrick's, like like your um, Andy Dalton's, yeah, they're moving into a better situation. Yeah, yeah, and for them, yeah, and it might and it might increase their stock a little more. But I mean, absolutely, I, I think when everything's said and done, though, we're uh, we're pretty much. Equal on that, but I mean. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers was a first round pick. Okay, but what was his number? Twenty four. Okay, so I said top ten. Is guys that you expect to start. 
So, well, the only person that was in the scene. Read the words that are coming out of my mouth. Alex Smith was the first quarterback taken. Yeah. In that draft. Wow. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. And then Jason Campbell was taken right after Aaron Rodgers yeah. in the first round. Exactly. All right. So that's it. That's what we have for you today on the uh, NFC West. Um, Going to be a lot of changes on the hierarchy of this division, uh, possibly. And with the Seahawks falling out of it. Yeah, it's uh, I think we're be, both in agreement on that. One of the most competitive divisions of football. It's going to be fun to watch. And uh, I think we could see at least two. I, I think wild card I think three out of teams. Yeah, out. two wild card teams, three playoff appearances from this division. So um, it's possible. I'm hoping not because I, I want more. The NFC South would be a little more competitive this year. But well, we'll get there next episode. All right. Well, that's what we have for you today. That is the state of this division. Um, if you don't agree with us, comment. Um, you know, like, subscribe, share. Yep. Check us out on Facebook. And I know you guys are seeing this both on our enemy feed and on our uh, fifth down feed, but we'll be moving fifth down episodes strictly yeah. to the fifth down when the season starts this year. Yeah, we have some transitions going on right now. And uh, and we want to thank uh, What's Your Passion out here in Metairie. Yep. Our new studio. Um, if you happen to see us on YouTube, our ugly, ugly faces. Our ugly mugs. But somebody got to do it, right? No, yeah, we, we are here. We <laughs> want to thank them. We're partnering up with them um, going forward on our podcast. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Love you as always. And we'll see you next episode. Deuces.